couple songs that are all right, but they're they're all very. Um, <laughs> Shit, okay, Gary, I forgot to mute it. I thought I muted it. Yes, thank you for blowing your nose. That was very good. <laughs> I pressed the button, but it's like I I need to press it twice. Apparently, that's not how it works. Okay, my bad. Sorry, I thought you were doing it again because visually it appears that you're blowing your nose again. <laughs> I'm just gonna wait. <laughs> Episode 32 of Not To Be Technical, our 34th recorded episode. Yeah. It's your boy, Neglectful Knopf. Uh, we got uh, <laughs> Cheeky Charles. I'll take it. I can get a little cheeky sometimes. And not to be forgotten, we got our boy Gary back in the mix. What's going on, y'all? Glad to be back. Thank you for being patient with me and allowing me to return I'm here to dispel all rumors of there being drama between us. There's nothing but love, players. That's right, baby. Everyone's been talking messages. Is Gary even on the pod anymore? Is he even an accountant? Does he just do OnlyFans? Is what what's going on with Gary? You know, we've had. All I wish these I was questions. doing OnlyFans. Yeah, I'd be available at at the allotted time if I was doing OnlyFans. I, I will say, I'd be Gary, free. you've been looking pretty buff. You you might oh. be able to pull off OnlyFans. Yeah, I don't know about that. I think I packed on some pounds during the holidays. So, oh, um, you and me mo- both, brother. I mean, yeah, I'm it's both ten pounds right heavier. You know, it's a little yeah. colder. You know, it's a little colder out. We can like get away with a few extra pounds, like wearing the cold weather clothes, breaking those out. So that's right. It's all good. Little tip: just wear those hoodies, even if you're sweating. Those pounds <laughs> aren't showing. <laughs> Is that is that what you've been doing? In a way, but not really. I mean, it it was forty eight degrees yesterday, you know. So I'm wearing a hoodie. In yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be thirties this coming weekend. I'm not what? looking forward to that. I didn't sign up for this, man. Uh, I'm good with like sixties, but like if it gets below like sixty degrees, it's like nah. I'm not enjoying it anymore. I I like cold weather, so I'm Me excited. Too. Uh, but I, I really do think it's great that we finally got you back here and we're talking about the weather. I love it. I think it's, yeah, it's very exciting. It's very yeah. exciting content. But Benoffice, what do we got for the people today? We got the full squad back together, but what are we doing? Again, for our returning listeners, you know the drill. For the new people, first-time listener, well, usually we kind of do a quick intro like this. We start jumping into some follow-ups from the previous episodes, whether it's topics we discussed, uh, polls on social media, or anything of the sort there. We jump into some trending tech, and then we close it out with the bigger topic. That's right. And our bigger, meatier topic today is actually a Mount Rushmore. We haven't done a Mount Rushmore in a while. We like doing that when we got all of us here on the pod. for top four things, because the Mount Rushmore has four presidential faces on it. So we pick our top four things of a topic. And today, one that I like a lot, pet peeves. There's shit that annoys all of us. So the three of us have our uh, biggest pet peeves that we're going to contribute. We'll decide on the fourth one as well with some help from others. Uh, Benoffice, how the hell are you, my man? I'm doing well. I'm getting kind of anxious because I realize like I've been doing a lot better with just booking time on my calendar. And I looked at like what I've got going on for the next few weeks. And I don't really have a break until like March. I would say, Gary, do you think Knopf has been doing a good job of coordinating events and 
things going on perhaps uh, this weekend like a basketball yeah, game there was a bit of a mishap uh, we um yeah. spent some money on some basketball tickets and office was one of the people who agreed to go and I, it I turned agree. out it, that quite he enthusiastic had, about it yes. as well like yeah he was the first one that agreed to go first yep. one to say i'm in for this basketball game. which i will say is i, I gotta commend him for that because normally like for me when it comes to making plans like the first thing i think of is like you know how do i get out of these plans basically and so or podcast yeah commending to yeah (laughs) (laughs) that's that's fair that's fair no but i will i will commend uh for agreeing right away and his um you know zeal at uh wanting to go (laughs) to the event but Unfortunately, he had a prior commitment, it seems like. so. I, I apologize, guys. I, I thought it was the 19th and not the 29th. I read that text message too fast. I was too excited. It's it's okay in office. You know, we were excited too. The three of us back together, another friend of us, Ryan, uh, who I think you will like if you eventually get to meet him. Uh, but we had a plan. We bought really nice tickets to a Miami Heat game. Nafis hasn't been to a Heat game outside of a one company event we did. We didn't even really sit in seats. But not only that, we there was this promotion through a train uh, system down here called the Bright Line, which is like a luxury train system here. It's pretty cheap. We can go there from where we live closer to the Fort Lauderdale or the West Palm Beach region all the way down to downtown Miami. And they have this promotion where, so we got four seats all seated together. We get some free drinks on there, some little appetizers or derbs. You know, we, we'd be living large on the train down there. But not only that, we get a free Tesla shuttle to wherever we want before the game. We would pick this bar called Lost Boy uh, in Miami, which we've been to a while ago. So we would get dropped off there. Then we could walk to the game. Then the Tesla would pick us up from the game and take us back to the station. So... Perfect plans. We're all excited. And then Novice is like, oh, guys. I... Well, Novice was telling his girlfriend, and she's like, what the hell? We got this wedding that you've known about forever. And you can't, what, I was like, oh, yeah, this is going to be fun, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, what, what are you doing? And then, yeah, that was poor planning on Novice's yeah, part. I'm, I'm just hoping right one now. thing. I'm assuming that there's no exchange of star ratings um, related to these Tesla rides back and forth to and from the game. So, You can act as belligerent as you want on these Tesla rides and you don't have to worry about getting a one star. So that's good news for you, Charlie. I've been better lately, I will say. I think I've been pretty good on my best behavior. There's been others in Ubers with us who I can't say the same about, but... Call them out. I want to hear. No, no, let's not call them out here. But you know what, in office, it's all right. But I think another thing, so you talked about like follow-ups from previous episodes... Uh, we're going to get right into that right now. So what have we not done in a while, Novice? Polls. You're on it. We haven't done polls in a while. And we're still slacking a little bit, but we did get one poll up. Uh, so, Gary, I'm going to ask you this question first before I, um, before I reveal kind of where the poll's at right now. So the brand Asus on our last episode, uh, we talked about uh, some of the new tech that's coming out this year. Are you aware of this? Yes. You're yes. caught up I with the podcast? This time. Yes. Hell yeah. I'm proud of you, Gary. Well... So how do you pronounce that brand? I just said Asus. Some people say Asus. Uh, Isis, not Isis. <laughs> Asus. <laughs> yeah. yeah so be, I would I mean, say it like you. I, yeah, I think it's Asus. A- Asus is, is weird. It doesn't, there's not a, um, a little accent over the U. I mean, that would be Asus so if it had I, an accent. Um, I, I said it on the last podcast. I started saying Asus, but then I wasn't sure if it's Asus. I know what the answer is now after looking up in hindsight. Wait, so who's right? So far in the poll, the majority of people agree it's Asus. Or wait, right? Asus? Yes. However, so that's 67% of the people think that's how you say it. 
33% think ASUS. And they are correct. The official way to pronounce it is ASUS. Wow. Like Dr. Yeah, Seuss. Fucked. ASUS. So interesting. That's just what it is, people. You know, we've just revealed the. I guess we won't reveal this early by the time it's coming out, but the poll is trending in the incorrect way. So, how about that? Man, I, I, that's a shocker. Shocker. It is a shocker. Everyone's been saying it wrong. I'm but usually on the right end of these polls. So, um, that's you, disappointing. You actually that's are. Breaks and, my streak there. And I don't trust my ability when it comes to how to pronounce things whatsoever. But this time, I think I was right, actually. Even though I said it the other way just now. I thought I voted for ASUS. So I'm just calling that out. I was right, guys. You know, not to pat myself on the back, but I'm doing it. An office literally just patted me on the back in person, which <laughs> felt great. Uh, but the other poll that we were supposed to do, which we will do this week, is an office and I both spent a good amount of money on NFTs. He was, of course, scammed from an NFT, which was on a previous episode. You could check that out. Uh, but we also bought real NFTs legitimately without getting scammed. Uh, from the brand Crypto Dads, and then a, a subset of their brand called Crypto Moms. Uh, so we're going to post a poll soon on just which set of Crypto Dad and Crypto Moms look like the better investment. I'm definitely interested in your take, Gary, on this. Uh, the investment was a little bit hefty, but I think they're appreciating. We're already seeing the floor price of these NFTs go up a little bit. They got um, a lot of partnerships. Wait, is that right? How can that be right? How can they be appreciating in value right now? Like, so, Gary, I think you're right. Down. The floor price is going up, but the value of Ether has dropped significantly. Well, well, here's the thing. So that doesn't even matter. It The amount that what matters is how much Ether we bought it for. So if you're thinking about, okay, we can get back 1.7 Ether for our investment, which is more than our you know, previous purchase price of it. Yes, this is, uh, you know, this does tie directly to the price of cryptocurrency right now, which has gone down. However, once it goes back up, we will have more ether. I mean, that's true. Yes. Yeah. So but, it's, but what if it doesn't go back up? Well, but that's a I whole other thing. That, yeah. But yeah, yeah. So, but that's, that's why I'm saying like, you're right. Uh, but on that note, Gary, so crypto is down. And if you all remember, I forget, was it episode eight? Maybe Gary had a hell of a cryptocurrency episode. One of our top episodes of all time by the data. Uh, we went over that date on a recent episode about two or three ago. But Gary, why do you think crypto is down right now? What's going on in the market? Is this something to be concerned about if you're holding crypto? Yeah, I think it's, that's a good question. Um, it's pretty hard to answer that because I think it has to do with like the macro environment with like everything going on in the traditional financial yeah. markets right now. So like the stock market has been down quite a bit as well. And usually crypto kind of moves in tandem with the stock market, even though it's not supposed to be correlated. Um, it has been, yeah. you know, recently. So when people are flocking to cash, they're selling every asset, whether that's stocks or crypto or whatever it may be. Um, so if you started buying crypto, you know, Bitcoin specifically, I think was like 40K um, when we released that episode a while back and you kept on buying like weekly, like I kind of said is my plan, you're down quite a bit. So I apologize for that if anybody got into it at that point, but just hold on to it. I hope you didn't spend money or invest money that you're um, not willing to lose. Nothing has fundamentally changed about crypto, so I don't see any reason why it shouldn't um, come back again. It always, it always does. So. All I'm saying is I'm doubling down. Oh, I'm buying more. Yeah, honestly, if you I have cash left, sale, I ha maybe. I'm almost out of cash, so I'm gonna be like eating ramen pretty soon. But it is what it is. It, At least I'll have I, more. I think it's a fire sale right now because if you're really thinking, and of, of course, you know, we're not financial advisors. This is all just opinionated, blah blah blah. But however. 
It's a fire sale right now. It's cheap. When you're thinking about when the stock market goes down all the time, crypto has gone down historically quite a bit too. What outlasts things? What are things that are going to outlast the stock market? Like when you're thinking about what outlasted, what happened when COVID first came out, a lot of the tech companies, long-term, what's going to work out? Uh, But the other thing, so Gary, I do agree with what you said. I appreciate your apology, although I don't think you need to apologize because if you hold like Gary's saying, I do think it'll go up personally. Yeah, and if you keep if you keep buying on a weekly or monthly basis, then you're buying pretty low right now. Exactly. That's That's the way to look at it. Evens out. But I think some of the things I've seen that why crypto is down specifically right now, one is just like this bill. I think it's even tomorrow or this week or something related to the U.S. government of how they're going to handle this. And then also Russia and Ukraine. Uh, the pending, I guess, whatever's going on there. For whatever reason, that's tied to crypto. Do you know anything about that, Gary? I think that's tied to the markets in general. Again, yeah. that's just, yeah. Like Which conflict, d- uns- uncertainty is like the markets don't like uncertainty. Yeah. And then there's all this <laughs> talk about like raising interest rates to like keep inflation in check because that's been a big point of emphasis this yeah. year. Inflation has been crazy. The prices of everything is going up. I think most people have noticed that just in like even buying groceries and stuff. So yeah, that's something that probably is going to like retract the market when they raise those rates again. So yeah, I mean, it's, it's really complicated. It's honestly well over my head and I don't know what's going to happen in the future, but that's why I try not to time things and just keep on buying, you know, at a set point in time. I love that. I honestly, it makes sense the way you said it. And and the one thing I just want to touch on, so I don't know a whole lot about the Russia and Ukraine thing. So I'm going to start by saying that. However, what I did read was this one article just kind of explaining what's going on. And everyone's like, hey, like Russia, like, you know, why are you guys about to invade Ukraine? Like, come on, guys, like, let's not do that. And Russia's like, no, we would never do such a thing. We're not invading Ukraine. What are you talking about? And then meanwhile, they have 100,000 troops stationed around the the border. Honestly, we we really shouldn't be joking about this because it would suck to be in Ukraine right now. Uh, You have to be packing all your shit. No, so I'm I'm not at all joking about it. But like, what a ridiculous claim from Russia. Like, we have nothing of the sorts planned. Like, Like, they have 100,000 troops. It's insane. That's terrifying. In today's modern age. In the fucking they, middle of winter. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Like they're they're all camped there. Like, well, they're just chilling. No, of course not. It's pending doom for whatever is about to happen. You know, guys, honestly, I, I gotta say I'm a little I'm a little bit taken aback and sort of disappointed. I mean, that's fine. We can talk about current events and everything. Yeah. It's cool. But I, I was hoping to get away from some of the worries about real life coming on this podcast tonight. And here we are, embroiled in Russia, Ukraine conflict. Does this worry I mean, you? I, well, I mean, yeah, like uncertainty and instability in the world. I mean, you you don't know if like oh, nukes yeah. are going to start going off or something. I don't know. So it's you know a low what? chance, but probably, um, you know, I mean, you never, you just never know. I guess. Maybe I'm blissfully ignorant, but I feel pretty safe right now. I would say there is a sense of bliss and <laughs> ignorance uh, going on here. I also would say this shouldn't surprise us about Gary. If you think back, novice, to episode two. Uh, Gary did share with us that part of the reason he uses, is it headspace? That's correct. Is to avoid all these types of anxiety and worries about things that he can't control, such as like the ocean level rising or just whatever, something happening to the whole world. (laughs) This is real and this is happening and it's very scary. So Gary, do you have any ideas on what we can talk about next or where we should shift the podcast? Let's get into some trending tech news. I did not expect that. But you know what, Gary? Just for you, we'll get right into it. 
I alluded right. to this first topic a little bit. Facebook, now known as Meta, as their whole thing. Why? Because they got that name secure. They paid a lot of money for it, and the metaverse is coming, baby. They've built a supercomputer, or they're almost done building it. It's pretty close to being released, or whatever you would call this. Uh, this AI supercomputer is going to be the world's fastest computer ever, uh, and it's going to be out by mid-2002. And pretty soon, actually. Yeah, very soon. I mean, we're almost at mid-2022. or 2022. I said two. I don't know what I said. But regardless, they have a very clever name, Office and Gary. This name... AI Research Supercluster. That's the name they came up with. Rolls right off the tongue. It, it, it sure so does. <laughs> but um, this is going to be used to build a lot of different AI-based models, uh, process things like a human brain would, which is scary, uh, although still being progressing quite a bit in technology. Uh, it's going to be able to contextually understand things uh, and also the way that they were it is seamlessly analyze uh, text, images, and video all together uh, in a way that's instantaneous, uh, not at all achievable by any human mind. And of course, if it's the world's fastest computer, why are they doing this? This is going to help build experiences in the metaverse, which is growing quickly. Uh, we had an episode on the metaverse. If you don't know what that is, you can go and check that out. But not surprising at all. But this type of thing, when it comes to AI and, and computers that have contextual understanding, can process things like a human brain. How does that make you both feel? So let me just let me just ask something. I just want to clarify. So this is finally going to get over the hump of being able to select images to prove that you're not a robot when you're logging into a website. Uh, I, I don't. I don't think so. I think that'll still be around at least for the immediate future uh, because. So, Gary, that's actually a very good question. What that I mean, achieved, it says analyze images and video and text uh, together. Well, that, I mean, that's if Facebook decides to reach out to all of these verification networks and be like, hey, guys, like, you know, we got this new thing and we're willing to give it to you and then use this and you don't have to ask anymore. But that thing, so an image verification has two roles. Oh One, to make it harder for bots to log in or submit something. And two, for Google or whatever the platform is, is to get better data on what's in an image, which helps with image search, right? So, Oh, I didn't know that latter part. Holy shit. Oh, yeah. It, it, it's like... It makes sense. It's but oh my free God. labor being done by all of us. It's oh, like, that's so fucking funny. I'm so mad, though. That you didn't know that? No, you- <laughs> I'm just... Because what I was thinking of, like, there's a few other verification processes, yeah. and there's one for Binance.us, uh, like a crypto trading platform, and I like their verification. All you do is like slide a bar across, kind of like the original iPhone on lock screen. Oh, yeah. I know what you're talking about. Like you have to slide it like and it ends perfectly like a puzzle piece. So exactly. It, yeah. So I was just wondering, oh, why doesn't everyone else do that? But I can see why they're not because they've got skin in the game there of getting data. Yeah. Google probably pays someone for them utilizing this and getting the data. But, but Gary, so that's... That's why this probably wouldn't solve that problem for a while. There's a lot of other things at stake there. Uh, but that's the type of thing that should no longer be needed at some point. Facebook might be the first to get to that point where they can leverage this at a mass level. Uh, but everyone will get there at some point that has the power to build these types of things. What I think is interesting about this is like, so there, there are all these other supercomputers out there. Um, but I don't think that there's any supercomputers that are more to analyze like this much like social data, especially like with what Facebook has amassed over the last decade. Um, they now have, they, like they have all the data to be analyzed. And the whole point of having a supercomputer is to be able to analyze 
multiple pieces of information at the same time. And like the greater amount is what's allowing it to have more contextual information. Like what I think would be cool, but also very creepy and scary is if like a computer could understand the humor within a meme, especially like as memes become, I'm going to use the word meta, you know, and become so layered. I think that would be scary because of what that means. It's like a human mind. It gets context. Like that's a good example of that. But I'm personally not scared if a computer could understand a meme, like that specific example. Like that, I'm like, okay, computers, you can have these shit memes. Like, that's fine. But, but just, the, the fact thing, that it could the, do that is scary. Agreed. But the thing that worries me is like, and here we go with Paranoid Gary again, <laughs> is like you said that Facebook can just like switch this on and off like whenever they want. Or, I mean, are they going to have control of all these like machines basically at all times? Um, I don't know if I said they could switch it on or off whenever they want, but like they can like choose who they want to provide this to, right? Regardless though, they will have whatever, however powerful this is, allegedly the most powerful computer in the world. Like, yeah, it is scary. They have all the power to leverage this in whatever way they want. And I don't know who regulates it. Like, I don't know if there's a lot of transparency outside of the organization. Yeah, that's what's scary about this. The fact that this is something I can think like a human and all those things you see in movies and things like that where it becomes so like self-aware of what it is and then it becomes evil and does something like, are we there yet? Probably not. I mean, I don't think anyone's trying to build that, but, but this is a step towards that type of fear-based like, you know, plot of a movie actually becoming reality. I'm just, uh, maybe I'm an idealist. I'm just looking forward to these happy, nice robots. Yeah, I would like some happy, nice robots. That would be great. Just a program to help us out. Yeah, let's do it. Hugs and high fives. Yeah, maybe you can have the you can have the robot like lean over, like just like sit on all fours, and then it can be like a little step stool for you. You can put your coffee tray on. You you know, like that was creepy, Gary. Gary, Uh, that was very creepy. That was. I just I, I want the robot to know who's boss. All right. You, you you want to make sure that it doesn't turn around. Yes, and try to I want to keep it in you. its place. I wasn't scared before, but I'm scared now. <laughs> yeah, I agree with you, Gary. I'm very scared. Um, <laughs> I'm not Gary. But you know who is scared, Office, or who should be scared? Or he's probably not scared at all. He doesn't even care. But I was going to say Justin Bieber because he's no longer the top artist on Spotify right now. Uh, he used to be the the in terms of listeners in a month. Justin Bieber held this record, which is a, a crazy record. million monthly Spotify listeners, unique ones, in this past August. That was the most ever achieved by an artist. Who do you think has achieved that now? Drake. The Weeknd. That's right. It's The Weeknd. The Weeknd has taken away his fellow Canadian music artist, and he has now had 85.6 million monthly visitors with his new release, uh, Dawn FM, on Spotify. Have you guys listened to that album? What do you guys think? Not at all. I, I didn't even know that was out. Really? Yeah. You can't escape it on Spotify. How about you? I have not listened to it either. Oh, uh, well. No, you, know, you know me. I stick to the same hits. That's Most right. Most of which are The weekend, actually. So you would think I would try new music. Yeah, this new weekend album, I, I'm not a huge fan of it. There's not as many banners on it. Um, you know, some of like one or two songs are fine. What's your favorite song? Uh of the new one? Yeah. Uh, I got I'm going to Spotify right now. I can't recall the name. Um I can't feel my face when I'm with you. <laughs> 
Thank you. I don't think but that's on the new it. one. Uh, I, I was trying oh, to filibuster. Sa- Sacrifice by the weekend, which is the most popular song from the new album. It's not bad, and that's the reason why it's the most popular one. But I don't think it's that good in general. I, I don't know. But you know what? The people like it. The people listen to it. He's the most popular top artist on Spotify. So good for the weekend, baby. That's all I got to say on that. I'm happy. We need a new king on Spotify. You you have always said that, Gary. Yeah. You've always said we need a new king on Spotify. That's right. That's right. I'm actually surprised that Justin Bieber was holding the title this long, though. Uh, Does this give us any, like, indication of timeline? Uh, That happened where he had the most listeners on Spotify in August of this past year. So August 2021. Ah, okay. And the, this is this past month for the weekend. Okay, so I presume this is like the highest count anyone's ever had of all time. That's super cool. Yes, exactly. So it, there's a few things here. One, it's probably the biggest release we've had this year. There may be more Spotify listeners than there previously was. So if Justin Bieber were to release a new album now, would it have been more than The Weeknd's? There's no way to know. So there's a few different elements there. But nonetheless, The Weeknd has the throne now. Well, in... Unrelated but similar news, um, Amazon is now diving a little bit deeper into the audiobook game. Uh, they just recently purchased um, and got the, I guess, exclusive rights and advertising rights uh, for the podcast, My Favorite Murder, uh, which is a true crime podcast. Yeah, so Novice, I got to say, brilliant segue there. I'm super impressed by you, although... They're not getting into the audiobook game. Uh, it's the podcast game. You said audiobook. Oh, the game. Yeah, Sorry yeah. to be that guy, but I'm going to be that guy. But I, I love the effort of the segue. I mean, it was a phenomenal segue. Uh, one I would do myself. I was planning to do Thanks. myself. But, you know, we've talked about the top um, types of podcasts before, particularly on Spotify. A lot of people love these murder mysteries. And Amazon knows this. And they're like, you know what? We want people to go on Audible, which is an audiobook company. And you can't even listen to our podcast there. Every podcast, as long as you're distributing it correctly, shows up on Amazon and Audible. So they decided we're going to get the exclusive advertising dis- distribution rights uh, to my favorite murder. And I don't know a lot about these murder podcasts. Like I don't listen to them too much, like the true crime. But I have heard of my favorite murder. It's one of the biggest ones out there. So this is a huge deal for them. I don't know if it's going to get people to flock to that platform. And I don't even think they're going to make it exclusive to their platform. Likely what they're going to do is have the episodes be available early on Amazon Music uh, and on the platform they bought for podcasts called Wondery. Uh, Have that episodes released there early. And then also all the ads that will be on this podcast, Amazon will have control of. So it's a win there. They still get to distribute it to other platforms eventually. But if you're a huge fan of this podcast, you're probably going to want to hear it first. You're going to have to go to Amazon Audible or this Wondery that they also own as well. So it is a good acquisition for them. It makes sense if they're trying to build this out. But I just can't see people being like, you know what? Like, I'm going to go to Amazon and listen to my podcast now. Like, it's it's just... I mean, I guess it's one of those things where it's always good to have more competition. Um, so... You know, it's nice to have like a, a small little underdog like Amazon in the game. So, so I, I a, wouldn't call yeah. them an underdog in the game, at least in general. But that was sarcasm. Oh, OK. Um, I'm sorry. That was it's all right. It's been a while since the three of us have been on together. I don't. Yeah. A robot probably wouldn't have been able to detect that either. 
That's right. But it would be able to get on all fours in a state of <laughs> and, and do something. something. That was to be fair, that's not something that I just came up with. That was from a TV show called Succession where they had what they were called uh human furniture where they would like make the assistants do that in this like toxic office environment. So And you like just so you guys don't think I'm insane. Nice. I just started watching that show for the first time, actually, Gary. Oh, nice. Six episodes in on that first. It's great. Yeah, it's great. I heard you're you're big on Euphoria too. I'm I'm happy to hear that. Yeah, I heard that on the pod actually. Oh yeah, Yeah. our last episode, episode thirty one, our thirty third recorded episode. Yes, that is correct. Um, Although I'm not up on the third episode, we're gonna we're gonna try to not watch them and then binge them all at the end. So I like that. That's a smart try to stay away from spoilers. Yeah. yeah, I would say I, I've never really thought about Audible as some sort of platform to actually listen to like podcasts on. But I think, you know, just knowing what they do typically where they kind of put their feet into an industry and kind of make it theirs. I think they have a strong shot of pulling some of that market share, especially like if they utilize you know, their subscription of Audible and get those people who are into books, figure out a good way of getting them into listening to podcasts and just keep them within the app. I think it'll work. But I also think their app kind of blows and needs a redesign, at least from the last time I was on it. It's not the nicest app. It's not. And that's part of the reason they spent $300 million on this Wondery podcast platform to try to compete with Spotify and get in the podcast game. But yeah, that infrastructure that Amazon has the high amount of people that use Audible in general, then also you're thinking about all of the voice devices they have, right? So oh, if you yeah. were to tell it to play the Not To Be Technical podcast, it would play it. Where would it attribute that play to? Probably Audible. So that would be a play on the Audible platform. Do people know that other than like someone looking at data that like errors in the business? Probably not. But they can find, like you said, an office, creative ways to integrate people into it. It's kind of like how Windows gets people to use Bing without knowing it. Like when you're on your computer, you just set it up. You see in the search bar, search the web here. You're like, oh, cool. Like, yeah, I actually want to look up pizza near me. I'm going to type that in right now. And then it shows you results. Those are from Bing. Microsoft God, it gets me owns so Bing. mad every time. Yeah, exactly. So they're always pushing their own products. Amazon will find ways to do the same thing. So that's a good point in office. They, the fact that they're just Amazon is who they are. They'll, they'll yeah. find creative ways to they get already into are it. in the audio game in general yeah. it's just it, it they have the synergy within their own like app ecosystem they just need to leverage it better yeah well if you thought that kind of like doordash and uber eats and gopuff and all these other delivery platforms are kind of had a monopoly of their own uh much like amazon uh well, fear not, guys, because 7-Eleven wants in on that action, baby. They're making a Slurpee subscription, which will, uh, you know, compete with like the Uber Eats pass, the, Door- the Dash pass on DoorDash and whatever. And for $6 a month, or actually $5.95, uh, customers get to choose from an inventory of over 3,000 items from their local 7-Eleven for free delivery at any time with their 7Now Gold Pass, and it'll get to them within 30 minutes. What are your thoughts, guys? So this sounds pretty trash, honestly. Um, sorry, Nafis, to cut you off there. No, you're good. Uh, <laughs> so that's exactly how I feel immediately, too. I just trash. feel like dirty thinking about ordering from 7-Eleven. Um, at least with GoPuff, I kind of think about it. I imagine in my head it's more like a, like a CVS or Walgreens, yeah. like that kind of place where you're buying stuff. But I mean, a real obvi- classy joint. Yeah, yeah, you know, just a yeah. step above, right? But I mean, GoPuff is obviously more in like a warehouse, and they're shipping stuff out yeah. quickly. Um, 
And I'm assuming the same thing is going to be for the 7-Eleven brand. It can't be like from someone's not going to the fucking store and picking it up. That would just Why be. Why not? I just don't see that being the case. But the $5.95 subscription fee is what I think is a turnoff. Like, I just don't see myself having to order stuff like that all the time so fast. I just feel like if it was like similar to GoPuff where it's a cheap delivery fee, I could consider it. I could be, you know, up late at night and want to eat some terrible food and I might order from there. Yeah, I don't feel like this is this is worth it at all cuz you if you have the foresight to plan to to buy this $6 a month subscription, you should have the foresight to like get enough stuff in your like pantry to eat late at night or have like beer or whatever you I need. I don't think so. that's maybe how it usually works. I feel like it's like you might order from the place once or twice and then it's that moment where you're kind of like, oh, I've done this a couple of times. I might just save some money if I just don't pay for delivery anymore or whatever. And then you subscribe then and you forget forever. Yeah, that's where they get I, you. Yeah, I guess so. I just don't like what would you get from Gary? You're like, you, you, you know, you're too fiscally minded to. Yeah, I, I just terms. don't know what I like. It, you know, if I had like, if I loved a certain restaurant, like maybe this would be worth it. But like, what am I really going to get delivered to me from 7-Eleven? So I like gyms? beer if I can't drive, you know, if I can't drive, that's the only thing I could think of is like getting alcohol delivered. But like, I'm not going to get a bunch of like gas station hot dogs delivered to me I would do late that. at night. So I think 7-Eleven is banking on the convenience store items, right? So GoPuff, which is, I don't know how if they're national or not, but in South Florida, they deliver what you would find at a convenience store. Some things in a grocery store, not too many like fresh hot food, actually none, uh, but things that can be pre- uh, prepared quickly or just like certain products that you might need in a bind. And that's exactly that. So if you need like toilet paper, if you need a COVID test, if you need uh, maybe some medicine or something like that, some stuff that's over the counter. You can get it delivered to you from GoPuff or even on like Uber Eats through convenience stores now too or DoorDash directly to you and you don't have to go to the store. So there's a this is blowing up in terms of people using it and the use cases. So I think 7-Eleven is just trying to get into that game. I, I don't think people are like, oh my God, I can get my 7-Eleven pizza and corn dogs and shit. Uh, Although there's probably people doing that too, I, but I, that's I'm, not the main driver, I think, for this path. You just swayed me a little bit um, with just saying like, sort of like them getting into the game, the same game as GoPuff. Um which again, before I was hesitant on, and I'm now a big fan of it. But again, it's the subscription fee that kind of turns me off. Like, yeah. you have to order from them a few times. Like, there was a couple times I was in a bind and it was useful, but I don't order from them that often. Exactly. Yeah, it, the subscription fee, like, you would have to, like, really make it a part of your daily spending habits. But... I think it's safe to say none of us are going to be using seven now gold pass. Like you could just, maybe there's like a promo to use it once. Maybe we'll try it out and see how it goes, but it doesn't seem like it's something a lot of people integrate. I don't think it'll do too well, but you know what for, I'm going to show you another type of segue here in office. You know what else is not doing well right now? Um, my mental health. Likewise, I, I, I feel that. But uh, I think the mental health of some of the people at Peloton's probably not going that great either. Oof. They have a lot of problems right now. Their stock has plummeted. They have depictions of people dying on Pelotons and TV shows and people selling their stock and it going down. They have less and less people signing up. They're raising the prices of getting Pelotons to set up to offset cost. 
So there's been a lot of different things that have led to Peloton's value going down this past year. Uh, their, their valuation has gone down drastically from what it once was. I think in 2021, I read that it was $40 billion less, the valuation that they had versus the previous year. They lost 40 bill? In terms of their valuation, yes. Golly. Yeah, because when COVID first started, you couldn't get a Peloton for months and months. Like Everyone's ordering these things left and right. Peloton gang was rising up. Uh, not so much anymore. So what exactly is going on? So I'm a huge Peloton you know, guy. I love Peloton. I use it. It's, it's a great product and genuinely a quality product. I, I do believe in the product. But a lot of the hype has died down. You have supply chain issues, which we've talked about with a lot of different products. That's been affecting their delivery, uh, making things, things of that nature. You have COVID restrictions dying down. People yeah, are going to the gym more. Maybe they go to Soul Cycle, Cycle Bar, whatever it is. Uh, they also have demand that's just going down for this type of product just in general for whatever reason. Maybe it's the price. Uh, maybe certain things have gone on within their their company has deterred people. They had this big issue with like their treadmill as well, where that needed to be recalled. People were getting hurt. So there's a lot of issues with it. And right now they're actually halting production of their bikes for two months and their treadmill for six weeks starting next month, because there's not as much demand. They don't need to do it. It also helps with their supply chain issues, I guess. So there's a lot going on there. Uh, it is not doing well, but they still have a subscriber base of 3 million people that spend $40 a month to use this. So they'll have revenue, but their valuation went down drastically. So I thought this was an interesting story that kind of correlates with where we are with the pandemic and people kind of returning to other forms of life and some hype dying down. I, I feel like I'm not too surprised by this. Like I felt like they were overvalued and overhyped when they first started um, and I, I thought things might get better when they started introducing maybe more products, but I, like, I, like you have the Peloton. I love yeah. that I have access to it, but I just think that that's kind of like their main thing. And it's, it's not enough to get people to buy it unless one, you've got money to shell out like that. But like you mentioned, I think, I think most people don't like working out on their own and, you know, COVID sort of. Put that upon people. It was either you're not really working out or you are. And then the digital aspect of it made you feel like you're a part of a community. And I think that's the biggest thing about Peloton is they're really good at building that community. But then as soon as like restrictions started coming down and like, you know, we went to a couple cycle cycle bar classes and yeah. it's just different when you've got the energy of just being somewhere else with other people, it motivates you to push yourself harder at it. I hate to say it, but like I'm not too surprised. But I would say I do like Peloton as a brand. I've liked their services. I hope things turn around. Yeah, I would agree. I think it's not it's not shocking in the least. Like anybody that's you know that would have gotten this you know in on this trend, I feel like has gotten in on it at this point, like through the pandemic, and can afford to to do so. And now they're like raising their prices. Um, so it's I think it's going to be tough for them going forward. Although. With that drop in in the stock price, it might actually be like a sneaky buy right now. Who knows? Ooh, I can um, see it being a sneaky buy too, partner. Yeah, it's like eight. I'm looking at it like eight or nine billion dollar valuation, which is, I mean, still pretty high. But three million, you know, they do they do have brand loyalty. Yeah, they have a lot of brand loyalty. They have like yeah. evangelists like Charlie who get like you know thousands of dollars in 
Peloton merch and swag from like shilling it to all their friends. So that's another thing. I already have $500 this year that I can use at the Peloton. Which is nuts. All I do is I just market that code online. Market's a strong word for it. You just put that referral code on Reddit, Twitter, coupon sites, and people use it. There you go. You can put put it inside of uh, you know toilet stalls in, in public restrooms. You can do that. <laughs> no, that's to advertise our podcast. Don't you can do you can do both. Yeah, you can do, why I not could. both? Um, but yeah, no, it might be a sneaky buy going forward um, for the reasons I you know that you guys were talking about the brand loyalty and everything like that. It's hard to see it like completely crumbling. Um, I don't think it'll go away, but yeah, I don't think it's going to go back to where it was before. Yeah, I think this speaks more to it being overvalued at the start of the pandemic. Yeah. The hype and maybe the hype was warranted. It makes sense why it got hyped up with every, all the restrictions and the lack of being able to go to a class. But was that financial hype at the same level? Probably yeah. not. Right? Like, I don't think it's, I, I, again, I don't think Peloton's a bad company by any means, but I just feel like that forecasting for that valuations off. Like we're thinking like, Oh my God, there's we're selling out of Pelotons this year. So we're going to, you know, say revenue is going to be X amount higher for the next few years. Like that might be an oversight. Yeah. And the CEO is not worried at all. A lot of the articles are saying like, CEO doesn't seem to care. Everything's good. Well, I don't, everything's fine. <laughs> I think that's the right approach. Like obviously you shouldn't like, you know, lower morale for the people in your corporation, but he has a, a great brand. People are, are I don't know if yeah. it's a it's a woman or a guy, so I'm just, I have no idea. I don't remember the name. But this CEO uh, has a lot of loyal subscribers, brand loyalty. I don't think there's much to worry about. The markets aren't doing that great anyway. So who knows? Yeah, the CEO just does he's a honey badger right now. He doesn't give a fuck. Yeah. He's like you guys with Russia, Ukraine, and like global calamities, he's just brushing it off. It's all good. I would we're, say that we're in our Peloton bubble, baby. We we ain't got nothing to worry about. Nothing to worry about, baby. I would say that maybe these global com- calamities might be one of the CEO's pet peeves. What do you guys think? Oh, I love a good pet peeve. Do you? What a segue. Oh my by the god, way. Gary. I'm glad you love pet peeves because it actually happens to be our main topic, the Mount Rushmore of pet peeves, baby. Now, like I, I describe kind of how Mount Rushmore's work, but just as a reminder. There are four things. Three of them are going to be individually selected by us. So Nafis, Gary, and myself will give our biggest pet peeve that we want to contribute to the Mount Rushmore. We'll collectively come up with a fourth. And we also do have some input from others that we'll be sharing on the pod. Uh, but Gary, I would like you to start first. It's been a while, baby. Come out yeah. here strong. Give us your biggest pet peeve. What do you got for the people? Yeah, th- this might not be great. And it's a little bit specific. But it was something I thought of when... You know, like we we live in South Florida and around this time of the year, we have a lot of people called snowbirds who come Ooh. down from the north, places like New York, New Jersey, to flee from the cold weather into the warmth that we have down here. And that's all good. I mean, it's good for business, good for everybody down here. It's good for home values if you're a homeowner and everything. But there's a lot of over- overcrowding with old people and a lot of whom are somewhat inconsiderate. So... One of the things I noticed and that I think is a pet peeve of mine and has been for a while is you're at the, you know, you're, you're in a parking lot of a crowded place. Maybe you're going to the beach. Maybe you're going to the mall on Black Friday, perhaps. Ooh. And you're, you spot someone that's getting ready to leave, right? Especially if you ask them if they're, if they're leaving. So you know that they're aware that 
you're waiting for their spot. And they just take like 15 minutes getting in their car and like going as slow as humanly possible. That is something that is a pet peeve of mine because it's just extremely inconsiderate. Wait, is that the same thing opinion. as snowbirds or was that? A, a, yeah, a because because they, they tend to be the like, it's usually older people that are doing this, I find. And a lot of people with like New York plates on their cars. Um, so, yes, that's how. Yeah. So Gary if that was wasn't sneaky clear. here. He gave us a two for one Mount Rushmore yeah. contribution, but he did on the front end say it was very specific, which is snowbirds in parking lots, maybe from New York. Only. Well, any anyone doing that, <laughs> but I find they're the worst offenders. Got it. Okay, so we'll go with that very specific one as your official contribution. I have yes. to agree with you, Gary. Uh, there is you can tell when you start the, the holiday season that these drivers are back, very visibly too by the license plates. A Canadian. Northeast. Uh, that's pretty much it. That, those, that's where you see everyone coming to Florida. So it's, uh, and they also too are not the nicest people. And, and I'm generalizing. I'm sure there's plenty of nice snowbirds, but I'm saying that from experience. In college, I worked in retail for about three years at the UPS store, uh, or maybe it was less than that. I don't know. But regardless, I, I worked at the UPS store. Snowbirds love the UPS store. They, they buy these big wardrobe boxes that have stuff to hang your clothes, your dresses, your gowns, your suits in. So they're shipping them down from the Northeast in these boxes to UPS stores. And so we have to pack them. We have to unpack them. Some of them buy mailboxes that they are. It's like a PO box, but a real address at the UPS stores. So they're clients, so to speak. And we have to like, you know, service that like, you know, get them their mail and like, you know, and like talk to like, and, you know, make small talk <laughs> with them. It's like, it's a whole account management thing. You wouldn't think happens at the UPS store. Like they give you gifts when it's the holidays. It's, it's this whole thing. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, Great I mean, resume if, if building well, right there for a nice. college kid. Yeah. yeah. So most of them were very rude compared to like general customers at the UPS store. And mind you, this was before Amazon started sending returns to the UPS store. I can't even imagine it now. Like, oh, I wouldn't have worked oh there if, like, at the UPS store now. Like, my my heart goes out to UPS store and FedEx. Employees. I don't know how they do it. Like, I, oh my god! Like, whenever I go in, they're just like moving as fast as possible, and I just assume that's what they're doing for like eight to ten hours. Yeah, there's like at any given time, like it looks seemingly like a thousand returns to Amazon in any UPS store, but. Yeah, those snowbirds love the UPS store. Um, for the next pet peeve, though, I'm going back to someone we haven't heard from in a while, guys. Anonymous listener number one. Oh, He's baby. back. And let me just tell you, we got voice memos again, baby. We were doing this a lot on earlier episodes. I have not listened to this voice memo. In previous episodes, I kind of like pre-screened. I'm not doing that this time. We'll play. If there's something I have to bleep, I'll do it later. Who cares? But we're just going to let it fly right now. Anonymous listener number one, his pet peeves, or maybe he gave us one, maybe he gave us multiple. I have no idea. Let's find out. Most of my pet peeves are probably like driving related. Sounds like he's I'm driving trying to think. My biggest he's driving. pet peeve maybe in person is like when I can hear someone chewing and it's really loud. Nice. Oh my God, my my stepdad, when he eats, he like doesn't have that little scrotum that hangs in the back of your throat. So it's just like his like throat was like slapping all the time. Like Tonsils. makes this god awful like smack sound. Ah, God. Um, so chewing, as far as driving, um, driving with the flashers on is a big pet peeve, like when, in the rain. Yeah. 
Um, very stupid, bad idea. I hate you if you do that. Um, like the turnpike up this way is two lanes. Anyone who's in the left lane going either slower than the right lane or I have to pass you in the right lane, you can suck, suck me. Um, what else? Um, oh, like you get up to like a stop sign and then people like wave for you to go, but they're waving through like a tinted window and you're like, <laughs> what? wow, that's really specific. See your stupid hand <laughs> through your, you know, illegal tent. Um, <laughs> this is a lot. I mean, this isn't a pet peeve, but maybe yeah, like five, uh, Mount something Rushmore that's is really done. annoying to me is how how does RX stand for prescription? <laughs> like, <laughs> that, it makes me angry. Okay, so that counts, right? I think that's RX my favorite one. Oh, RX. Why is RX stand for prescription? Is easily my favorite of what he said. That, was that, that? Was that it? That was. Oh yeah, yeah. Did you want more again? That was it. Oh, okay. I thought you paused are it shaking their fists By the way, it's the not. Air. It's not tonsils. The hanging thing. It's actually the uvula. Uh, the uvula. I okay. Yes. Never, okay. Well, uh, I don't know how that makes a noise. Like this dude is definitely chewing with his mouth open. Is all it is. Yeah, anonymous stepdad number one is, is surely just. I don't know what he's doing with that scrotum in the back of his throat. But it, it's annoying. Uh, <laughs> stepson number one. That was there. great. Yeah, I enjoyed that, that. Great work, anonymous listener number one. We miss you. We're gonna have to have you back on for an episode here soon. But appreciate your contributions. We'll consider your contributions at the end here for our next one. But Nafis, why don't you go ahead and give us yours? Um, I feel like mine may be a hot take for some, um, but it's a food item. I think this food item is quite overrated. I think this is like an appetizer that is seemingly coveted by a lot of people at restaurants. And it's coconut shrimp. Coconut shrimp sucks. That's your pet peeve? Yes. <laughs> I feel like I was at a restaurant recently and I was like... Someone was Can like, we yeah, sub in one of anonymous listeners' let's, let's pet Let's get coconut shrimp. One. I just want to say that coconut shrimp tastes like, like styrofoam on shrimp. It's not good. I have no opinion on coconut shrimp because I'm allergic to shellfish, but um, I guess agreed on that count. Coconut yeah. shrimp's not bad if made properly. If there's too much breading, it, it gets kind of gross because it's just you're eating bread and like this little shitty shrimp in the middle. Um, but you know what I will say, Nafis? It's almost like if you eat seafood, there's a, a dish called Oysters Rockefeller that I, I think of where yeah. I like oysters. Uh, however, when you get this, it's like a bunch of cheese baked on with like Parmesan drizzled all over it. You don't taste the oyster anymore. Yeah. That's what I think of with coconut shrimp. It's like there's way too much going on. It's barely shrimp anymore. It's like you're eating bread, like breading with coconut on top of it. Sometimes it can be good, but you need that ratio to be perfect, which I feel like most restaurants don't do. So I'm also not a huge fan of it, but I do think it's a hilarious pet peeve from you. But would you say that the pet peeve is more <laughs> the actual shrimp itself like you're you're peeved at the shrimp for being prepared that way or the people who like i think it's the people shrimp. it's the okay. people like it's the being overrated i was gonna say i don't think a pet peeve i don't think a pet peeve can just be like a thing it needs to be like an action of i think some it's the sort. love of coconut shrimp that he yes that there's yeah that's fair that's fair great well Nafis, excellent contribution um we do have next year anonymous listener number two it's been a while since we've heard from her 
She had a whole ass anonymous baby number two. Uh, so did anonymous listener number one. Uh, but she's back, and I have not heard this one either. So let's see what happens. Mount Rushmore of pet peeves. Had to actually Google how many presidents were on Mount Rushmore because I don't remember if it was four or five. <laughs> and now I know it's four. So thank you for teaching me something. Oh my God. Did a spider in my face. What the fuck? Did a spider in her? Oh, so the first recording stopped because there was a spider in her face, she said. <laughs> uh, which, Gary, I know spiders are one of your biggest I, fears. So you I would have been way more disturbed if I had a spider on my face than she sounded on that Yeah, recording. she sounded yeah. pretty chill. Like She sounded more annoyed <laughs> that she didn't know how many presidents were on Mount Rushmore than the spider being on her face. She then... I actually... So I apologize to Anonymous listener number two. I, I did not respond to these texts promptly. Uh, she said, I didn't plan for that last part. She sent me a photo of the spider... And and this is a big spider. I'll send it to you after, Gary. It almost it, it looks exotic. If if oh, I've seen the spider. Oh often. god, it's like a very like Florida spider. It's like a crab spider. How was she so chill this about that being spider. on her face? Yeah, they're, they're thick boys. Yeah, we're impressed. Anonymous listener number two. Um, sh- anonymous listener number two also said that they risked their life for that tidbit. So sh- she hopes we enjoy. So or, or she or he hopes we enjoy. But here we go. This is the real Mount Rushmore from anonymous listener number two. Okay, here we go again. Take two. I went away from the spider. All right. Number one, people chewing with their mouth open. Wow. It's disgusting. Close your mouth. As my mom would say, you sound like a cow. Amazing. Number two, when people send an email and then immediately call you to tell you that they sent you an email. (laughs) I'm aware. I can read my email and I usually read them pretty fast. So don't fucking call me immediately after telling me you sent me an email. Whoa. Number three, this is a big one to me. When restaurants give you a burger or any kind of sandwich and the bottom part of the bread is soggy because of whatever is in the burger made everything soggy Damn, and you good. can't pick it up and it's no longer a sandwich and it's just a disgusting, soppy mess, that makes me really, really angry. Like, angrier than other things should make me. And the last thing is people arriving late to a timed event. So like Sam hosting a fancy brunch or like fancy event of some sort. And you're supposed to come from one to four and somebody shows up at like 2.45. That's not cool. Like the event was planned for a certain amount of time for a reason. And if I invited you, I wanted you there for a certain amount of time for a reason. So that's just annoying. And that's it. Goodbye. That that was an excellent list. Very yeah. well. That was done. good. Um, I feel like that was better than any of ours. Yeah. And especially with the, that was a very original one with the soggy bottom bun. Yes. That one was it's something good. I never would have thought of, but it's so true. I do hate that. That's it, yeah. I feel like that really resonated with you, Charlie. It most certainly did resonate with me. Uh I would say though, I thought it was hilarious. So I can kind of gather where I think a lot of the emails come from her in terms of like where she works and the types of things. <laughs> so I, I get that. Like, but this person allegedly named Sam, this feels like a very recent situation. She's thinking of one person, I feel like. That's not named Sam, I hope. Or or she just doesn't care and she's ruthless. Well, Sam hosted the event, so Sam was also a victim. Oh, or the did victim. I misunderstand that? Oh, well, well I, 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 I must. Wait, I'm it. confused. Now I'm, I'm lost. But I think that, I'm out of the loop here. That was an excellent one. We'll go over kind of what our favorites were in a moment here. I'm going to share mine now. I think mine will ruffle some feathers for sure. I, I think some people are, are definitely going to get revved up over this. Uh, Nativity sets. 
Nativity sets. No, I've already shared that. I, I wouldn't call that a pet peeve. Just, a, I, I guess I could. But regardless, it, it just people uh, who like nativity sets. That there's uh, go back to the previous <laughs> holiday traditions episode. If you're, I'm sorry. What please about. continue. Uh, there's more context there. Um, however, mine is a sign we've all seen before. Look twice for motorcycles. That is one of my oh, biggest that's a pet good one. peeves. Now. I don't wish for anything bad to happen to anyone on a motorcycle or a bicycle. I cycle quite a bit myself. I very much think you should respect the roadway, bike lane, share the lane. However, this sticker or or this bumper sticker saying really grinds my gears because what is it insinuating that I need to, whatever I'm doing, now look twice in case there's a motorcycle? Should you not be aware for the, the older woman that's maybe driving a little car. And she's just, you know, it, I didn't look twice for her and I hit her. Or maybe anyone else. Just some random kid that just got a car. Don't look twice for him either. It, if it, I might add, yeah. it also makes no sense because you're already, you're looking both directions, I'm yes. assuming. So so what what's the point of looking both directions? Again, you're always going to be turned away from one of the directions immediately before you pull out. Right. So it doesn't add anything to look both ways a second time. Like it doesn't. Yeah. And I would also add. So first off, I get that motorcycles are not as visible as a bigger car. I'm not dumb. Right. So you need to just, you know, obviously be attentive when you're looking, whether you have like a a camera that shows up with some turning signals. uh, You have maybe some collision detection or if you're just looking the traditional mirror, you have to be careful at all times and check the blind spot. Right. However, I feel like the times when there's accidents, and again, not to generalize all motorcycle or cyclists or anything like that, or people that ride these, a lot of times where the issues come up is maybe a motorcycle is not driving properly. I mean, let's be real. Most motorcycles are not going the speed limit. They're just not. And you know that. And they're, they're weaving in and out of traffic. Uh, they're demanding the roadway. There's tons of stories that happen where you know, they're aggressive. I, I mean, I feel like I hear these stories all the time as well. Uh, cutting through traffic. So if that's the reason I should look twice for motorcycles, because they've made a decision to buy a vehicle that is <laughs> not safe, literally has no protection in it whatsoever. You're just sitting out there in the air. And then I also need to just be careful because they drive like assholes at times. Not everyone, but a lot of people do. Why do I need to look twice? That bumper is a really big pet peeve of yours. A really big pet peeve. You reminded me of another one of my pet peeves, if I might interject. I'll, I'll which allow is it. I'll allow people it. who thank you. People who ride their bicycles on the street yes. as if they were they are a car. Oh my god! So, I fucking hate that. I and hate, I texted the group before that. That's the one of the whitest things you could possibly do. On the wrong side of the road, or they're I, biking on the wrong side, oh, or not in the fucking bike yes. lane. Oh. There's a bike lane. I'm like, yo, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> so, if I may add something here. I also don't like that, particularly before I started doing any type of cycling, even more so. But I will share some tidbits here. One, you are, as a cyclist, not allowed to ride on a sidewalk. That is the law. You're one of the people who rides on the street, aren't you? Well, so here's what I will say. I now understand the mindset on why you ride on the street with traffic. There are signs that say, please share the roadway. And if there's a bike line, maybe you're on there for or a bike lane. You're on there until the bike lane starts again. Um, I personally, when I ride on streets, I just do what I think will be safest for me. 
So if I think the sidewalk is the right choice, I do that. If there's a bike lane, I prefer that. But there are times where you do need to go on the street. No, that's you also sense. are not supposed that's, that's to be fair, on there for people walking I, on the sidewalk. No, and, and yeah, when I'm seeing, that's fair, but I've seen people with bike lanes who are still biking on the street. Oh, well, like yeah, that, that's road. not needed. They're at yeah, like a yeah, huge yeah. intersection and they're fucking like in the middle of the road, like they're but a car like holding left? everybody up. Yeah, but they. I to mean, turn left, that's also what you're supposed to do. Can't they just use the crosswalk? Like a pedestrian? That's what I personally do. But if you're actually looking at the that legalities behind it. I guess I'm just it, a bicycle noob. You yeah, know, but I, no, so okay, regardless, yeah. it's annoying. Like I, I agree yeah. that it's annoying, but I now have some understanding on why that Maybe happens. Maybe you need to ride a motorcycle too. Get I, an understanding well, for that. I get particularly yeah. annoyed if like, let's say like it, when a bicyclist is driving within your lane, but going the opposite way of traffic. Oh, I hate that. Oh, God. That, that really bothers me. It bothers me also when people do that when they're running for whatever reason. I don't know why. It's just the same concept. I feel like they're, when, you're, when you're running or you're – it's just like the same thing. It kind of validates like, hey, I'm going against the traffic the way things are supposed to go, and I'm on if, the street. If you're running on the sidewalk, you mean? No, people run or, in the bike lane. Oh, People do that, that a lot. People I was going to say, because sometimes if, I, if I'm – I don't go like jogging oh, very often. Oh, sidewalk doesn't if matter. I, if I do, I'll go on the sidewalk facing traffic so that if a car skids off the road, I can like see it and have uh, a chance to like get out of the way. So that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about people that are on the bike lane or the street and going against the traffic, which happens a lot. That's super actually. weird. But people yeah. do that often for the same reason you said, but it also just, I, I don't know, something about it I don't like. I think it's a little less founded than like the bicycle thing. The bicycle thing not going with the way of traffic is just idiotic in my opinion. And it also causes accidents. There's a reason why they want you to go with the way of traffic. If you're going against the way of traffic on a bicycle on the street and someone's looking to turn onto that street the correct way, they're usually looking if a car is coming with the way of traffic, not from in front of them where there should be no vehicle of any sort coming towards them <laughs> the wrong way. There's a you reason. You're an for, instructor right now. Yeah, there's a reason why that happens. I might add that I've seen uh, quite a few of these bicyclists in Pompano Beach. Oh yeah, that no one rides correctly. It's the up worst in offenders. Beach. This is so we're at what seventy five percent of these now are like traffic or driving related in some way. Yeah, much like anonymous oh, listener yeah. number one said that a lot yep. of them are driving related. Yeah. Yours essentially probably goes was, for a lot of people. Yeah, yeah mine was offices was not at all. Uh, but yeah. we have one more. We got anonymous listener number three came through to complete the crew. We got her take here or his take. It's anonymous listener number three or Harold. Oh, yeah. Also known as Harold, allegedly. Let's go. This is a shorter one. So I think she's going to get, or he or Harold will get straight to the point here. This is anonymous listener number three. I am pretty unbothered. But if I had to pick some pet peeves, I would say being rude and interrupting, <laughs> excessive food waste, and when people say vegans think they're superior. That was it. Wait, what was the second thing? Excessive food waste. Excessive food oh, waste. Okay. When people are yeah. rude and interrupting. I feel seen. I feel seen by the interrupted one. Yeah. That's that's me. 100%. You interrupt? I feel like I've probably interrupted you like a dozen times. I think oh, it's different on a podcast. You're not the no. same in person. No. I, I do feel like it's kind of my job on the podcast, though. Uh, so it is. It is. No. So. Yeah. You, no, I do that in real life too, I like though. The to be excessive fair, excessive food waste one. Excessive food waste. Yeah, I, I think that is. Yeah, there's a I'm lot of reasons. I also don't that. see that often, but I just like that conceptually. 
you know? Yeah, it happens all the time. But I think in a, in a global scale, the amount it happens is like if we had the data in front of us, it's startling. Oh, yeah. Uh, but the vegan thing. So what did she say that vegans think they're superior? It, people who say vegans think they're superior. I yes. Think. I believe that this anonymous solicitor may or may not be vegan. Um, and I would lean more towards they are vegan. Or transitioning, who knows? A transitioning <laughs> vegan, no. So they're vegan. So they probably, when they share this with people, there's a very negative connotation that comes with it. So I can see this being a very personal thing. Well, by some people, like, oh, like you just think you're better because you're vegan or something like that. That's a very annoying thing. If you're just sharing with someone, like Gary, like if you were just like, hey, like, you know, I, I can't have shrimp because I'm allergic, right? It's like, Oh wow! You think you're better than us because you don't eat shrimp? Well, like, yeah. I know it's different yeah. on how it's founded, but like, imagine a dietary restriction, no, whether it's forced or not, being just treated right. terribly. I, I would go one step like prior to that and say that it's really not anybody's business unless you, it's like a close friend yeah. or something to even like ask what somebody's reasoning is for being vegan because yeah. it may be like a health thing that's really sensitive or or it's the, you know the same goes for like if somebody doesn't want to drink alcohol like you shouldn't really ask them they might be like a recovering alcoholic or something like that so yeah. that would be probably you know along the same lines of like it's probably best to just leave it like as it is damn so, i'm always yeah. asking i'm that guy who's like hey so why why you <laughs> why'd you stop drinking alcohol man but the thing is, Noff, is when you approach things, like the way you come off is just so friendly and loving and like, oh, that's Noff is just being a nice guy. So if I'm ever really curious serious. about someone, if I want to prod into someone's personal life, I can just like ask Noffice to do it for me. And oh, yeah. A hundred percent. That That is the okay. move. I've never done that in my <laughs> that's life. That's good to know. Yes. That's good to know. So yes, Have you done is, this? No. But um, have I been used? Yes. Uh. But guys, we just got a lot of great ideas. So we need to come up with our consensus uh, fourth pick here on the Mount Rushmore. Um, so I personally, from anonymous listener number one, a lot of good driving ones, but that RX one really got me. So from anonymous listener number <laughs> one, funny. from RX. Okay, so Wait, so ours ours are immediately three oh yeah, of the we're four because I feel like that's baby. not fair. Oh, it's fair. I, it's our podcast. Honestly, I feel like they had some better ones. I don't care. You, yeah, we're I, the, yeah, the soggy so buns can replace yes, mine. No, you're, you're st- it doesn't matter. That's our Mount Rushmore. That's, right, how, that's how we do it cool. around here. Uh, that We got our three choices. Our podcast, our rules. Our three submissions. But we can come to a consensus here on the last one. You're right. They had a lot of strong ones. So Nobs listener number one. Did you also feel that the RX one was the strongest one, Gary, from them? I like the soggy burger buns. but soggy that's, burger that's the strongest from number two, I would say. But I also, I don't know, I, I, I guess I've just gotten accustomed to dealing with it. This day and age, but it's still a good pet peeve, you know. Like, oh yeah, yeah. yeah. How 100%. you? I don't. Yeah. However you take it, that's, <laughs> no, no, that's I, great I just that you're not was, negative I'm about it. It was really original. I, I love how specific it was. It, yeah, that, there's something yeah to say about that. Then from an obvious listener number three, I would say a little rush there. I, I know this person was busy when they were sending it, but I do think in terms of being a pet peeve that is really well founded and has a lot of implications, that excessive food waste. Definitely takes the cake there. I mean, that is a huge problem. There's tons of people that are dying from hunger still in today's day and age. So I would say that's probably the most important one. 
But that's not what we're looking for here. We, yeah, my a, pet peeve is when Russia puts fun. their troops on the Ukrainian border. That's I hate when they do that. And I hate when they say like, "Oh, we're just it's we're not <laughs> yeah, doing what a bunch anything, of guys. No, no problem here. We're just chilling." <laughs> but, <laughs> that that's a pet peeve. But guys, what what do we say the consensus is from the three uh, anons here? Is it RX? Do you it's agree? RX for me. All right, I'm outnumbered then. Yeah, RX I guess it, it doesn't matter. Fucked. All right, RX. Why does that have to do with prescriptions? We don't know, but we do know that it's a pet peeve. And that rounds out episode number 32. For our new listeners, if you're enjoying the episode, follow us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Give us a rating. Uh, If you don't, do not leave us a rating. Just hit us up, particularly Gary. Um, His Instagram handle is Gary R. Man. I hope. (laughs) I hope that's right. And speaking of Instagram. That is correct. Follow us there too at Not To Be Technical. Follow us on Twitter at Not To Be Tech. And of course, TikTok at Not To Be Technical. It's coming, baby. Content's coming soon. It's we got still cameras. not there. We have stuff there. Uh, Gary, <laughs> shut up. You have no basis in giving us shit, Gary. Now, you interrupt way too much. I won't, I'm, I'm sorry. I should have. Okay. Yeah. I'm and not sorry. You should be sorry. I'm just surprised it's not up yet. And stay tuned for the next episode.